Homeless people are actually taken to the city shelters so they won't freeze to death. He thought that's probably what happened to the accordion man. But the dry cleaning lady said that she knew for a fact that the accordion man wasn't homeless. She thought he lived somewhere up in Riverdale because she'd see him getting off the BX3 bus early in the mornings with his dog. And the eye shop man said that he was certain that the accordion man had been a famous jazz musician once and was actually loaded, so I shouldn't worry about him. You would think these answers would have helped me, right? But they didn't. They just raised a whole bunch of other questions that made me even more curious about him. Like, was he in a homeless shelter for the winter? Was he living in his own beautiful house in Riverdale? Had he really been a famous jazz musician? Was he rich? If he was rich, why was he playing for money? My whole family got sick and tired of my talking about this, by the way. Beatrix was like, Charlotte, if you talk about this one more time, I'm going to throw up all over you. And Amy said, Charlotte, will you just drop it already? My mom's the one who suggested that a good way to channel my energy would be to start a coat drive in our neighborhood to benefit homeless people. We put up flyers asking people to donate their gently worn coats by dropping them off in plastic bags in a giant bin we left in front of our brownstone. Then, after we'd collected about ten huge garbage bags full of coats, my mom and dad and I drove all the way downtown to the Bowery Mission to donate the coats. I have to say, it felt really good to give all those coats to people who really needed them. I looked around when I was inside the mission with my parents to see if maybe the accordion man was there, but he wasn't. Anyway, I knew he had a nice coat already, a bright orange Canada Goose parka that made my mom hopeful that the rumors about his being rich might actually be true. You don't see many homeless people wearing Canada Goose, observed Mom. When I got back to school after winter break, Mr. Tushman, the middle school director, congratulated me on having started a coat drive. I'm not sure how he knew, but he knew. It was generally agreed upon that Mr. Tushman had some kind of secret surveillance drone keeping tabs on everything going on at Beecher Prep. There was no other way he could know all the stuff he seemed to know. That's a beautiful way to spend your winter vacation, Charlotte, he said. Aw, thank you, Mr. Tushman. I loved Mr. Tushman. He was always really nice. What I liked was that he was one of those teachers that never talks to you like you're some little kid. He always uses big words, assuming you know and understand them, and he never looks away when you're talking to him. I also loved that he wore suspenders and a bow tie and bright red sneakers. Do you think you could help me organize a coat drive here at Beecher Prep? He asked. Now that you're an expert at it, I would love your input. Sure, I answered, which is how I ended up being part of the first annual Beecher Prep coat drive. In any case, between the coat drive and all the other drama going on at school when I got back from winter vacation, more on that soon, I didn't really get a chance to solve the mystery of what happened to the blind old man who played the accordion on Main Street. Ellie didn't seem the least bit interested in helping me solve the mystery, though it was the kind of thing that she might have been into just a few months before. And neither Maya nor Lena seemed to remember him at all. In fact, no one seemed to care about what happened to him in the least. So finally, I just dropped the subject.
I still thought about the accordion man sometimes, though. Every once in a while, one of the songs he used to play on his accordion would come back to me, and then I'd hum it all day long.